Oh, it came unplugged. <laughs> it's unplugged. It's totally unplugged. Okay, that's, well, that's positive. Funny. That's not a big deal. <laughs> Easy fix. I hope so. Straight up happened to my wife. She's got a new remote oh, job. <laughs> I was getting her set up. She comes like freaking in because she has a call, like, like freaking out. And she's like, the microphone's not working. And I'm debugging, like checking it. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, it's just not plugged in. Did you try turning it off and turning it back on? Uh, <laughs> yup. Yeah. All right, uh, my, I, my microphone's plugged in now. I'm recording. Uh, uh, oh, God. I'm recording. Okay. <laughs> this is, uh, is it worse than 311? <laughs> that's, that's a, a CBD-infused sparkling water belch. there. Beautiful. Interesting. Uh, day trip the Cal- by California Beverages. This is the, the cherry flavored, five calorie, fifteen milligrams grams of CBD. Uh, it's it's a blend of sativa inspired botanical terpenes. Terpenes. Terpenes or terpenes. 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 Terpenator. Which is a natural cherry flavor. That's. So this show today is brought to you by Day Trip CBD infused sparkling water. Uh huh. Dang, That's we're it. famous. This is how it goes now. I just I like it. Belch up my fucking insides, and then I uh, spew bullshit, hoping to get some free Day Trip CBD infused sparkling water. That's Day Trip CBD infused sparkling water. Send it on in. Drink it up. This is isn't worth eleven. I can get behind this advertisement. <laughs> you guys ever been having a conversation with somebody and just have the thought, oh my god, this person has the worst voice, and you're totally thinking about yourself? <laughs> um, you mean when you actually hear what you sound like on recording? I'm just talking about, like, in my head. That? Robert, um... I, I dated a girl that I could not stand her laugh. That was... That's, that's a thing. It's probably that's a thing. deal breaker right there. Uh, Robert, yeah, what, what are we doing today? What are we doing? Oh, this, this is so, you know more about this than we do. So I picked a hipster band from New York called the Walkman. They are I they didn't I mean they're technically not a band anymore. I think they didn't disband, but they were like we're going on hiatus, which at this point they haven't made a record in about five years, I think. But um, they are they came to prominence before they became the Walkman with Jonathan Fire Eater. In the mid '90s, there's like a super whoa. hip band, whoa, buzz whoa, band. Whoa. whoa! What? You're talking about a band? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So this, I fucked this is up. The wrong show. Yeah, I I was all set to talk about the Sony Walkman TPS L2, <laughs> and and on in to the other uh, the the cassette the cassette players and the CD players. But, and then uh, the evolution of the disc man, like. Dang, yeah. I did the wrong research for this project. Yeah. I I only know anything about Papa John's pizza and that he says the N word, the owner of that business, <laughs> and the Walkman. So I'm I'm out of my element now, Donnie. Did I tell you how upsetting <clears throat> it is that I moved over to this like a uh, neighborhood that's kind of like closer to the college, so it has more of the corporate shit by it, and that the closest pizza place to me is a Papa John's. Like I don't. Hey, want I that. will say, I don't. <sighs> 
Of all the ones I have had, at least it's not as greasy as like fucking Pizza Hut shit out here. Sure, like, sure, sure. Pizza yeah. Hut's greasy, I, but like Papa John's that, is, but it's shit pizza too. So. I mean, if I'm gonna take the the big three, right? I I had the big three of Papa John's, Domino's, and Pizza. Domino's I'll take and Pizza Papa John's, but also Grand Rapids is a void. They don't. There's no good pizza here. And the pizza that is here is more expensive than the chain, so I'm not going to pay more expensive for similar quality or barely better. Like, barely better than chain pizza, it means you have hit rock bottom. I don't, I mean, it's these big, (laughs) it's these big Italian eateries with names like Gino's or Vito's or whatever, you know, like, like the names of like mobsters or something. And then... uh, I get this pizza and it's nine, you know, nine feet large. You take a bite, it's like burnt on the bottom. Too much sauce. It's sweet almost sometimes. And you're like, you guys did not come from New York. You didn't come from anywhere. You aren't really Italian, and this isn't pizza. You know? So give me Papa John's for $12. I got two pies, one topping each for $12. You, you know? You know? Out, out here, I'd rather have the Domino's, honestly. Uh, Sometimes yeah. Domino's is a little too much sauce, but, like, most of them I've had out here are fine. No, I'd, I'd rather go. If I had the choice, it's Papa John's as well. Uh, actually, if I wanted to... Uh, push through the heartburn and shitty feeling after. It's probably Pizza Hut pan pizza, but <laughs> you know I wanted one the it other day does, because I haven't it had does them not for like settle well at all. It's like it's been like four or five years since I had a Pizza Hut pizza, and I tried finding one the other day. And the nearest Pizza Hut to me is like five miles away. Oof! Like what the fuck? Can't it, you guys can't even get a fucking Pizza Hut out here, huh? The, <laughs> like the Vietnamese. Dang. Pizza. The Vietnamese Pizza Hut, their stuffed crust is better than whatever Grand Rapids' Pizza Hut is. Like, it's like you guys know how like the they do like Detroit style, which is what we call deep dish in Michigan, like squared ones with like sort Square. of fluffy dough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they yeah. sort so they sort of had one like that kind of fluffiness with the cheese in the dough, and it was like the saltiest thing I'd ever had. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, normally stuffed crust is my shit. Like, it, if I'm getting a pizza from one of these shitty chains, I want to stuff the crust with cheese, and normally it's Pizza Hut. But, like, maybe it's because Mich- the Michigan Pizza Hut, like Perry has told us a number of times, is not affiliated or the same as Pizza Hut elsewhere. But, like, it was so bad. I was like, oh, my God, why did I spend money on this? So that's- Man, you know, the other thing could be is that um, – it's a horribly oppressive company to work for that doesn't mm. really like to pay their workers a living wage or treat them like human beings in any way, shape, or form. So you might have just accidentally, you know, wound up with somebody that dumped a bunch of salt in your pizza because they fucking hate you for co- calling and ordering at the wrong time. <laughs> well, that's fair. I mean, I, you know, if it's a miserable job and that's the way they treat you, like, I can see that. But it, it was just, it was a different kind of crust, too. Like, normally it's, like, sort of rounded. Oh, and that bubbly. wasn't crust, buddy. Yeah, it might have been jizz. That's what you're trying Ooh, to do. Ooh, nicely at. baked. Or it was ice cream. Like meringue. Does, does jizz cook like meringue? <laughs> <laughs> I wish they would have just stuck a mozzarella stick on top and melted it. It would have been better, you know? Just yeah. like one of those, like, string cheese. Just, like, slap it on top and melt it over the bread. I would have been happy with that. That would have been okay. An acceptable alternative to what I had. When I, when I order pizza, I'd, I'd rather not eat salt. You know, I want some... It's uh, true. I want some fire pizza. I want to eat Whoa. some fire. I want to. I want to be a fire eater, like Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan Fire Eater. I brought it in. How you like that? I liked it. I did it. it, was, it. That's the that's the name of the new uh, very the new CD Walkman player, right? It yeah, was totally. so for, it was so forced. You could call yourself uh, 
Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, I was going to say Brock Turner. (laughs) Brock Turner, that's what I said. That's what I just said. (laughs) It's so forced you could call yourself the ambulance at at the Astro World concert. God damn it. Too soon. Too soon. Sorry, guys. All right. Luckily, by the time this airs, it won't be that soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is is the first of the year. Uh, Well, this is the second episode of the new year. Okay, so we're in January. I knew that. Uh huh. We're in January. It gets cold. Burr. I'm cold. Uh-huh. Chilly. I do have a stocking cap on. Do you see this? No, you don't because this is a recording. I can see. You look like you're about ready to go burglarize so and stuff. Bur- burglarize. Joe Pesci from Home Alone. Is that what you're going for? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Doug, are you part of the wet bandits chicken, or the sticky bandits right now? I was, I was thinking more like it's chilly outside. I'm gonna put a stocking cap on, but I like it. It looks good. <laughs> and then you got a gold tooth all of a sudden. <laughs> I would love a gold tooth because that would mean that I had enough money to go to the dentist. Ooh. So like like uh like Robert Is it worse than the last three eleven brought to you by Medicaid? <laughs> Robert Thin Fire Eater said uh, uh, the Walkmen are what we're talking about. Sony's Walkmen, and uh, uh, they started off as a band called Jonathan Fire Eater, but that's not true because they started off as a ska band. They How did. often do they pick it up? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't remember the name of it. But Stop. Jonathan Fire Eater is actually the second evolution of of the band because they were originally a ska band. In high, because they all went to high school together, right? In yeah, DC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which no, did you find music? No, I didn't. I didn't really have time. Um, but when I went back and listened to Jonathan Fire Eater, especially the first album, I was like, "Yep, this is definitely a ska band that decided to quit playing ska, but, but kept the organ." You know, dude, that, they that was a it's At least cool. that's. I was gonna say, of all the ones to keep, that's probably the yeah. best one. If you're gonna go from ska to organ, and you're gonna keep the damn organ, you did the right, the only right thing. This is one of those bands that, like, the piano isn't obnoxious or schmaltzy and cheesy to me. Like, the piano is like a bright, shining well, star throughout the music. Well, I, I mean, the Walkman, but like Jonathan Fire Eater, sometimes it's a little out of control. I felt. I still felt like I still felt like it wasn't like. The music of in Jonathan Fire Eater, I think it's a little more. It's a little more chaotic. I think than yeah, some of the later brash. stuff. It's less mm-hmm. controlled, you know. But I still think that it's. It wasn't like it. It was never out of place in the music, you know. Like it belongs there, and it it provides an effect that that like cleanish, reverby, organy sound. Like it's. I don't know. It's really good, and I'm glad they do it. Well, they only did two two albums. Apparently, yeah. this is the the best band you've never heard. At one point, quote unquote, yeah. Uh, I don't like the the first the first album, the Tremble Under Boom Lights, which is nineteen ninety six. It sounds like it's relatively like you know they saved up enough money to go to a studio and mixed it themselves type of thing. Um, it's I enjoy this music. It's like almost punk rock, almost like you know like an alternative kind of punk fast kind of fun band uh but i just do not like this guy's vocals the the guy that leaves the band yeah yeah uh, it's better on the second album 
it sounds more like the Walkmen on the second album, but the first album's just like he sounds like he's trying to be some kind of like seventies Lou Reed mixed with fucking Iggy Pop, like very New York East Coast hipster. It's 80s, all seventies eighties singer songwriter type of delivery. In that same time period, though, it's almost like the Libertines. It reminded me of like uh, British, like sure. Um, punk revival shit in the 90s too that sort of and like he almost sounds british yeah yeah like i mean not quite punk like if they're more musical right their musicality and ability is is way greater i think all the way through this yeah yeah but it's very it's like post-punk yeah yeah it's like these these guys definitely went to some like hardcore shows you know, they worked when they went to the ska band, they went to the fucking the punk band, they saw some of the early emo screamo coming out type of shit. And like moved into their own sound that was a uh, I mean nineteen ninety six. This is this is a developing type of thing that's happening in nineteen ninety six. Yeah, and they were sort of at the forefront. It's also yeah. like it's almost like it straddles the line between punk and art rock, you know, like yes. a little more complicated. And then they move through; they use a bunch of different styles stylistically. <laughs> like they, I mean, from Jonathan Fire Eater on, we're not discussing further on, but still, like they have a sound that they never really leave behind, which is impressive considering there's eight albums with Jonathan Fire Eater included. That's like such it a has. Bad name. It's a terrible name. <laughs> yeah, there, that one was I think there's ridiculous. actually a star in like like uh, yep, the eye is a between. star like and yep. it's actually spelled out like not you know when you're searching it it has like a star somewhere it's like yeah okay. in between fire and eater yeah there's okay. a star an asterisk sure. <laughs> Jonathan or a booty hole <clears throat> Jonathan <laughs> fuck this band I don't give a fuck fuck that. Uh, at Wolves, I went back, like you said the other day, Robert, when you said you went going back to Jonathan Fire Eater after listening to The Walkman, it's fine. Yeah. I still don't yeah. like the first album as much. The second album may as well be a Walkman album. Um, or like yeah, an early, early Yeah, it fits right yeah. next to everyone that pretended to like me is gone. But I mean, like you say, I think that the, that the even the way the guy sings in the first album, the not, not so... Um, Hamilton Lighthou- Lighthouser, I believe, is his how you pronounce it, is the lead singer of the Walkman, and he joins the band for that part. But like, he still sings, but better, and because he can croon and like sort of shout, but it's still melodic. Where this other guy is sort of talking and singing at you, you know, like his ability to sing is just not as good. And I think, I think they both sing similarly, though. Like the way that he, he sings in the music, like. And like bouncing around and sort of getting growly and shouty towards like you know certain moments stick. So it's interesting that they would still hire a guy and be like, kind of sing like the last guy. <laughs> so they got to let yeah, mimic that. That's what we're going for. He just you but, know, but like do this better. Do yeah. do that, but like take out all the like Bob Dylan, Lou Reed. I'm sorry, who? Dylon. Dylon. That's my favorite rapper. <laughs> Top five favorite rappers. I don't know. Whatever. This shit. Uh, we're good. The band is good. Okay. The Walkman's good. Jonathan Fire Eaters. Whatever. The Walkman's good. So, what is your favorite rapper? My actual favorite rapper? Sure. I don't care. Mm. 
Damn, I mean, I was just saying. For, how are you coming I mean, in loaded top, like that, dude? Off the top of my head, it's Doom. Like, I mean, I will always return to Doom. I like, even if, even if, like, in his career as a rapper, like he, his, the way that he does multisyllabic rhymes is like un, unlike anyone else. It's unlike anyone else. And I mean, he's sort of goofy and says weird, crusty things sometimes. But for the most part, like. He's just got these brilliant ass lines that you're like, wait, what? I've been listening to this album for 10 years and I never heard that. Like, if you can say that about a rapper, you're there doing something right. I'm sad he died and then I found out about it like a year later, like everyone else. They're like, MF Doom's been dead forever. He's actually a zombie rapper now. And you're just like, To be what? fair, though, they, they did cover, like, they kept that personal for a while. Like, that wasn't just like... Three or four like, months. Yeah, it wasn't just like, oh, if I wasn't in it, it was like, no, even if you were like diehard, like there's probably no way you knew right away. So it's perfect. It's perfect for him, though, because he <sighs> literally got in trouble for sending fucking buddies that looked like him to shows to rap. So, I mean, fuck it. Do it. MF Doom. Even die like you did your shows in 2006 or whatever. Perry, who's your favorite rapper? Oh, man. That's, see, that's a fucking tough one, dude. Uh, I'd say. If it came down to re-listenability uh, and just all that uh, and different personas, I'd probably go Della Funky Homo Sapien. Hmm. Like, just his thing across from being in, like, different groups to his personal stuff and then his, like, concepts with Deltron. Like, yeah. My favorite rapper is Bob Dylan. You mean Dylon? <laughs> That's where we're going. Yep. Damn, that was the longest setup to a punchline. Holy shit! I know. Jesus, shit, <coughs> it was amazing. That was good. Though. I did not see just that taking, coming. I'm just taking this shit off the rails. I don't even know. I, Robert, I'm really happy with the Walkman. I'm really glad you picked this band. I put it on at work a couple times. It fits right in and in that place because they're kind of like trendy, fucking uptight. In Seattle, it seems like it would fit hipster. Yeah, no shit, it would. <laughs> no snobby hipster joke. shit. Yeah, but it's also like not offensive. It's not really intrusive. No, it's just uh, yeah. I I this thought it was good. I had no the, qualms from the very beginning of this of listening to this. I I love. Uh, I I honestly I really 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 enjoyed. Everyone who pretends to like me is gone. Um, and for a second there, it, like, I don't know if it necessarily gets better than that, but it definitely matures. The band definitely matures. Their sound definitely matures a little bit. I just, I, these guys really impressed me with the way that, A, they, they touch on genres that can be done in a very annoying way, in a very cheesy way. And it never gets to the point where I'm like, even like, they'll start a song, even in the first album, and where I'll be like, okay. So we're just bringing out the fucking castanets and shit, huh? We're just going to do some fucking cheesy shit like that. And then, like, within a couple moments, I'm like, nope, actually, this is really reserved. It's just fine. It's not too in your face with it. And and the band does not show off. There's nothing yeah. about these songs that are like, whoa, that just fucking happened. <laughs> but if you're paying attention... You get those moments. It is done. It's just really every well, single thing that they do is so well thought out. They're music it's nerds. Thought out. Yeah, it's meant to be there instead of just check this shit out. It's I I like how I like how the first album sort of like I, I like the the way they make sort of walls of sound 
and like it's like really big moments where it's just like the like it's not like it's not like a jazz band right it's not like a post rock band but there's these moments where it's just like the the effects that they've chosen in the sound too when they're like slapping some key some like uh keyboard chords like it just sounds great and i and i like the way it moves and i like that you can be in a beach rock song and the next minute you're sort of lounging somewhere it's weird like they they really do kind of fuck around with some genres that are not and like you say it's not cheesy it feels authentic and it feels like it feels like they actually care like it's not just pretension for pretension's sake like i'm smart it's like it's listenable music for anyone like a lot of the times these kinds of bands have a way of being pretentious as fuck and because they're so pretentious it's unlistenable you know like if you're just a regular ass person who's like oh i listen to top hits like you wouldn't you would hear uh you know trying to think of a band like art brute or something and you're like what the fuck is this and why are they doing that but this band's like straddles the line of knowing that like yeah we sort of like classic rock probably as well you know in a certain way like it's not like they're calling it into the music but like they're aware and so they just make really catchy fucking tunes and even their slow stuff like i think that the weak the weak stuff for me is that it slows down and i like their pace songs like the songs that move a lot and have like a nice little like quick drum uh, drum line going on and like some, sure, but some, some fun key work. The way they come in and out of of the albums with that is they they're making sure that you don't uh, you know like putting the slow songs. I think the slow songs are 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 really really nice, and I think it allows them to do their their atmospheric, their textural, their their what we what you were saying is not post rock, but with the points where they do sometimes you'll just hear like a drone. It's almost like a drone, but you know there's kind of drums to it and stuff too. But like. That, that'll happen that's just like a sound that leads into the music and there will be like like a wave of guitars just like strumming yeah. that leads for like mm-hmm. a minute straight that leads into the song or something and and that, that'll the slower songs allow them to build that and like get that that atmosphere built up right to where they're gonna all of a sudden give you the song that you wanted that was the like more upbeat the 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 ones where they're getting it you know yeah, rock songs. Well, mm-hmm. and like I say, it's not that I don't like those songs, right? And like you're saying, it builds that and it creates the strength, so you find that song. I have no problem in the issues of the songs. The ones that stand out for me are the ones we get to through that moment. But the those rockers. moments are still really yep. interesting. And like the, the lounge shit they do should be so bad. Like it doesn't have any right. Like it's lounge <laughs> music almost. Like it doesn't. It. It's like you know some crooning ass cheese ball inside a fucking piano bar but it's really good like well, I don't it's know, because you know. it's almost it's almost you know and like okay right. so this first the first album everyone who pretended to like me is gone that that album when i was first listening to it and like in my head that's just a guitar rock album maybe it slows down a little bit maybe it, but then you listen to it and you're like oh no that's a piano you know, yeah. and like you realize mm-hmm. that, like, oh fuck, there's all these like rock piano songs happening that are just like accentuated. Just like the piano's pushed back to just a certain point where it, you remember the guitars. It sounds like it's a, a indie rock. It sounds like any indie rock band from the East Coast just done a little bit better. Uh, fucking, I feel like going into bows and arrows, they definitely move past that a little bit, but you still have that like they'll take a sound from like a lounge act like a per, or percuss, a percussive sound or like just a piano like almost the piano line but then everything else will be like perfectly adjusted to make it so it's that east coast indie rock sound still you know 
I don't yeah. know how they pull it off necessarily. It's, 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 it's literally the, the fact that they like thought about it and sat back and cared and made sure that they didn't push anything too far over the top. They do such a good job. I, I mean, I really do think it's the effects too, like the way the literal sound of the instruments are. Like this, it's like it's like slight. It's like slightly far away or like staticky. You know, it's almost like there's. It's like. It's like old. It's like old instrument sounds that feel old and sound far away, and like it just has this way of filling up a room. You know, I really think that atmospheric is the right way to describe this band, no matter what album you're on. And like you say, like a lot of their songs have these kind of reliant moments where like the drum is sort of like tat to tatting, and like they're just like strumming this clean, almost beach guitar next to that organ, and it's just all three of those pieces together are like fuck. And then a horn will come in, and you're like, what? Yeah, <laughs> I love it when a yeah. horn comes in. That shit is dope. It's so good. Or they'll, they'll like all be doing the simplest thing, but it all creates this. Like, there's this band has a lot of moments where it almost sounds like all of the music is coming together to shimmer, like yeah. or it's just like vibrating off of itself and creating a whole extra tone that you wouldn't that wouldn't be there otherwise. Like if just one of those is playing, you w- it wouldn't sound like that at all. You know, but yeah. then you get it's almost like a feedback or like a like some kind of weird like sound tunnel that you get stuck in. It's cool, incredibly complicated. Very much so. Uh, Bows and arrows is your favorite, Robert. You know, after I, I so I listened to all the albums probably three times now. Like this time around, I've listened to uh, the ones the albums I know the best are You and Me, Lisbon, and Bows and Arrows. I definitely know the rest of them. I actually never heard the Pussycats one for some reason, the the cover album, but the I think covers. Bows and Arrows is such a strong fucking album and it wasn't my favorite at first, but like the opening track um what's in it for me is just like that song to me is like their career in a real way like it's got this really interesting build and slow and droning and it's bizarre and it's just like his vocals are like interesting and like you know he's always singing about being so fucking cool in new york and being lonely like i like all of his music is like i don't know anyone anymore i've gotten old and too drunk or whatever but like i don't understand about this album and i i don't mind it though it's one of the few that and i feel like i've been saying this a bit lately uh, it's got a lot of Christmas. Like, there's a running Christmas <laughs> theme. Or like this, well, it's this like, band does well, jingle bells in a great way. <laughs> I mean, there's even the one where they even have, like, the whole tail end where they even go into, like, New Year's and shit, too. So Right. I noticed that, like, oh, yeah. theme with it, yeah. The Blizzard of 96 is on this one, right? Or was that the last album? God, I can't remember. That Blizzard of 96 was on uh, Everybody Who Pretended Everything. to Like Me. Oh, okay. But oh. this one does have the North Pole and and the Christmas. No Christmas while I'm talking. Yeah. Uh, the New Year's Eve. And yeah, because it's I North Pole, 138th Street, New Year's Eve. Yep. The the Jingle Bells are definitely on this album, right? This is the one with the sleigh bells. That, yeah, I mean, I they, almost... they come up on a couple albums, I think. Yeah. It's I... not done bad. It's not <clears throat> like no, that it's... one thing you played made us listen to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where they uh, too much cowbell, more cowbell. Um, I the, the the back half of this album to me is where it's at. Thinking of a dream and bows and arrows, the title track are my favorite. Like this album is what broke them through. The rat is like the song that like I don't know. Pitchfork is like best song of the two thousands type of shit. You know, like hipster, 
hipster goofery like that. But beep, 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 <laughs> thinking of a dream has such an amazing build, and like it feels like you're in a train station. Like he's singing about you know this dream he's had in, in a train station or whatever. Like he's on the train tracks, and like the shit feels that way, and like it feels like New York. And I I lived in New York too, so maybe there's like some of that connection to the music that I have because like it they're clearly a New York band and they fucking love New York. They, they're obsessed with it, right? Like it's a person to them in their music. And so I don't know that the, the way that it builds is amazing. And like, it has some of the more, um, anthemic type of shit that I really like, which is like build. And then someone chugging a guitar and like the drums, uh, making it feel like it's doing something else, you know, timing wise. Um, but I think this album is, is solid as hell. So good. Cool. <laughs> I have a That's... problem that I like all of the albums though. Like there isn't an album I don't like. You know? I, I, I have a problem where most of them kind of like the gauntlet style, they, since they were all good, they did kind of all run together for me. And I found myself getting to the end of one album and just hitting play on the next one and then being like, oh, fuck. And it just straight up went into, ran into each other. Yeah, like like yeah. which 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 album had which song now? Where was that song that I fucking liked? Which one? And they all have kind of a similar like they don't break from their sound even though their sound does bounce around no but even by their later ones when they change a little bit it's still like it's still the walkman so yeah they still manage to keep that around yeah they do they do mature they do change into somewhat of a softer band after a certain point towards the end i think but um not in a bad way at all. Not where they like lose it completely. Oh, it's just soft music now. It's just soft rock. No, because well, even one of saying. their, whatever their their second to last one, that one's pretty good actually. Like some of the sound Lisbon that they. Is, well, Lisbon's good too, but even Heaven, I think it is. After that, like there's a couple tracks. Heaven's that, the last one. A hundred miles like, off, is is my favorite. That's the third one, and that that one to me is where like. Dude, they went a, weird. Yeah, they tried to go weird. They tried to do as as much off the hook stuff as they could, and that's what I usually like in an album. That like that album has a was it Tenley Town? Tenley Town is the one I was gonna just say. It's right just now. straight it was up like punk rock out of nowhere. Like whoa, okay. But also, not just straight up punk rock because it doesn't no. have that like that like hardcore '80s like somewhat like mid low range distorted sound to it. Like it's still their setup. It's, I was gonna say it's. It's just fast paced, like with that, but it's still them. I was like, oh, okay, that's a freaking cool track right there. Yeah, how'd you pull that off? <laughs> this one, I think this album is is critically and chronically underrated. I listened to it probably. I, I listened to this one more than the other ones because I, I I realized I hadn't listened to it as much. Oh, okay. but I like that they call back their other songs. Like in the beginning of Louisiana, he talks about thinking of a dream, and like it's clearly intentional that he's like calling back the other album, like referencing him, himself, which I think is cool and also pretentious. But like it's cool still because it works for them. Well, I also like how you said the previous album and even the, the the first two albums are very like East Coast, New York. This band is Philly. This band is fucking New York City. That's and they they sound like both of those scenes, both of what is relatively popular in indie rock from those scenes and the, the attitude and everything. But this album sounds like New York are gone across America, <laughs> which is yeah. real fun to me. It's like a trip, you know. You start in Louisiana, you end up in Boston. Fucking maybe you're trying to get back to New York, but I don't know. 
You've been traveling yeah. on tour with your critically acclaimed album the last year. Right. And and, I mean, and because of that, you're going to like write a song here that sounds like this, and then you're going to get taken to a completely different environment and fucking write a song, start writing a song here that sounds completely different or whatever, you know? This album also feels like, out of the production of the last three, it feels more like the first one. And it feels like a little more underproduced in a way, like, which makes it more punk rock feeling, you know? Like, it's like intentionally not as well produced in my mind. It, it does that, like, intentional, like, this song sounds pretty good, and it's going into something that sounds like we recorded it on a Sony Walkman. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. And once again, it works. I mean, I like that they've tried so many different things. Like, I get where you're coming from. I think that you and me is a is a is a sonic shift for them because like the pacing is is slightly different, but also it does pace itself similarly to other albums. But like the music feels different. Like this album is sort of the end of the the first three albums to me are like a tight package together. Yeah, I um, agree. Mm-hmm. And then then and then they make the the next album, which is the covers album, and that but the next three are sort of a sonic <laughs> image. But like that, also the the covers album. It's not just covers album. It is a, a an album, an entire cover of an entire album by uh, Harry Nielsen, Henry Nielsen, Harry Nielsen, Nielsen. Harry, yeah, Nielsen, Nielsen, yeah. Nielsen, 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 Nielsen. Fucking. Um, but so that's the Bob- same same year. Yeah, and like so, those two almost seem like companion pieces too, just because of how. Bounce around, crazy fucking uh, pussycat starring the Walkman is. Which, if nobody's listened to, are you guys both? You guys familiar with Nielsen's Pussycats? I'm not. No. It's uh, the the deal with Pussycats is John Lennon of you know the the Bottles. They the Bottles. Uh, he comes in. And, and Nielsen and the Beatles have, like, a long history of being, like, the, the American counterpart to the British Fab Four or whatever, right? Like, they loved each other. And, uh, like, he... All... Everybody in the Beatles is friends with Nielsen. And fucking... Um, at a certain point, John Lennon is out of a record contract. Harry Nielsen is out of a record contract. And at this point, Harry Nielsen has already made... A is without you that shit uh so like super mega star right and with john lennon and they don't have record contracts and they basically go from record company to record company and walk in and they're like i'm harry nielsen i'm john lennon you're giving us a record contract what's it gonna be and uh (laughs) then they just went with whoever gave them the most right and they took that money (coughs) and they built themselves a little studio that had a bar uh, built into the center of the studio, a full bar with cocaine and heroin and LSD and fucking oh, so marijuana. Oh, so good bar. A full bar, and this is when you encounter what they call John Lennon's Lost Weekend, and they make this album together called Pussycats, and, and one of the main points of this album is that um, these two singers basically tried to out-scream and shout each other, and just destroyed their vocal cords making this fucking album. They they say that it ruined Nielsen's career to some degree. Wow. Because he couldn't, he couldn't sing properly. Or he couldn't sing the same anymore. He just tore his shit up. And while doing a bunch of fucking drugs and stuff. Yeah, you know? so the drugs probably right. <laughs> didn't help either. It didn't help any. 
And so this, uh, I didn't realize what I was listening to when I put on the Pussycat starring the Walkman. And I didn't even, it didn't even dawn on me the first song until the second one came on. And I was like, why am I listening to a Bob Dylan cover that sounds like it's done in the way that Harry Nielsen did that Bob Dylan cover? And I just don't love Bob Dylan covers. And then I realized that, oh, the whole album's a fucking cover. All right. I got you. They do a good job with it, though. This album rocks. All the way yep. through. Yeah, they make. I mean, they they have. A, I mean, they make it theirs, you know, in a in a real way, because of of their musical choices that they that they've honed at this point. This is their fourth album, right? And that the dudes have been playing together for six albums, really. I mean, it's it's probably made. It was probably made at the same exact time as as uh, the other. One hundred miles off. Yeah, I'm yeah. assuming, but still. But okay, so still, it's in the fifth, sixth. Like album and like right. they are tight mm-hmm. at this point. Like these guys know it's like each where they're other coming well. to their peak. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the fact that this band keeps getting better is what's impressive to me. Like I, I can see where like like in the early, like you said, everything everyone pretended to like me is, is gone. That's your favorite one. Is that what you're saying? Uh, I was saying that a hundred miles off was a hundred miles off. Okay, everyone who pretends to like me is gone is an album that if we were talking like must hear independent records of a certain time frame it'd be up there indie records as far as like must own indie records go buy everyone who pretends to like me is gone (laughs) go buy bows and arrows and then 100 miles off i'd actually say you probably don't need to go buy necessarily if you're not super into this stuff but it was the album that i liked the most i found it most interesting it's it's yeah it's so different and I mean like you say because it's in it's influenced and inflected by that Harry Nielsen album I mean they did release them at the same time they must have been thinking in that vein too you know so that like affected the play style in a in a, in a real way. Well, and then they took a break. <laughs> yeah, All what, I know for like two years. It says there's a ten year difference on between you and me and. Uh... No, that's not right. It's 2008. That's right. that's 2008 release. is oh, when okay. you and me was released. Oh, it's, I think mind. it's 2008, 2010, 2012. I think that's the... the I think they released oh, one see? every two years. That's why I hate... Spotify super. does not do... Yeah, like, they don't do that. Because of the re-releases. Because yeah, if, if they're re-released or remastered type bullshit, yeah. Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, they have six... Uh, what is it? Six or seven total. And, I mean, uh, they all released, I think, pretty consistently every two years. I, cool. I, I'm pretty sure, um, but yeah, you and me drops in 2008. I'm gonna just double check. That makes more no, sense. you're right. You're right. I looked at it on the Wikipedia. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they just got it. You gonna argue with because it's a, a Robert on this, man? <laughs> I I'm surprised that uh, honestly, like I think you and me is a, it is an amazing turning point, and I think that's where I was introduced to the band. I or love maybe, this album. It's so good. It starts off so it starts off sort of like dark and slow. And it's like moody, plotting. yeah, nope. and like nope. it's all sort of macabre, you know. Like there's 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 this like sadness to the lyrics and the like they're like tiny postcards and shit like that. Like it's all like like sort of nostalgia for wishing you were somewhere else and not being able to be there and remembering the good times but not being able to get them back. And it hits that note all the fucking way through the album. But the first the first four tracks to me are special, like. They just, to me, are a complete unit of music, and they go so well together, and, like, their mood is, like, sets the whole pace for the album, but damn, that album's good. <laughs> so good. I I literally have, like, 
not much to say about it because it's just like put it on and was like oh that was enjoyable and i put it on again and then it'd be over it'd be like that was enjoyable you know? oh, I, like, can oh say. I went and did some shit was walking around it played and it was great didn't skip any of it yep i played everything it- every errand i ran was in the car uh my wife got in and was like you listening to this week and she was like oh this is nice <laughs> i was like yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't Nancy hate said this. It was, Nancy said it was boring. She was like, this shit's boring. And I was like, what? It is a little. It These is a little. It great. can be. So I, I can see, because I, I agree with Crowder. And if you if you listen to them all back to back, they kind of run together. Uh, albeit, and, there's some differences here and there. But like for the most part, it is like they make advances with their sound, but they still keep it. So it is very Walkman impressive. Walkman sounds like Walkman. Yeah, exactly. I, but they still I, build and make themselves better as musicians well, and things like like musically in, in their albums. But you can still listen to it and be like, that's the Walkman. If it's just on in the background and you're not really sitting there like being like, what's this guitar doing? What's this gonna do? What's, you know, like, like really taking in every bit of it and you're just having it <laughs> on in the background as like background music, you won't catch all of the interesting things because like songs don't usually like change tempo too much. They usually fit to like a somewhat of a repetitive measure that they, they know there's, there's a refrain that's going to come back, you know, something's going to come back and it's all like all the, the, the really neat stuff is kind of quiet and kind of like, it is. Mm-hmm. Hey, Subdued. we did that. Yeah. We, we, we're not trying to fucking, we're not trying to Jimi Hendrix you by fucking lighting our guitars on fire and bending every fucking note way up high on the neck board. No, you're, we're just playing this fucking song. We're going to make it sound as nice as possible, you know? This These three albums to me feel more different than the first three. Like, the first three really feel yeah. like they're close mm-hmm. siblings to one another. But, like, you and me particularly and how it starts, like, it, it like, drives... There's, like, more driving bass lines that are sort of dark and ominous and moody in different ways that aren't as present in some of the earlier stuff. And, like... This, this, uh, uh, this, this phase, starting with you and me and especially into Lisbon, into no, heaven, Lisbon's it kind so of, fucking kind of miss, missed it a little bit for me. But there's a... Uh, it kept reminding me of this band, Bambara, that nobody fucking listens to, hardly anybody I know listens to fucking Bambara, but they're fucking really, really good. Uh, but more like, this, like it's like that band, but calmed down and made in, like a different kind of indie, made East Coast indie, I suppose, if you want to put it that way. Um, and, and, but they're another band where it's just like you have this dark guitar sound and like the chord changes and everything are dark but your songs kind of keep to like a you know it's going to be like we're just going to do that the entire time it's going to have that rhythm the entire time but uh the the way we're going to build the guitars and like create this sonic atmosphere is 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 somewhat similar for different type of music i found it really interesting really really interesting when i when i think of a band like that that i really really like that band and that band's kind of low-key um, is Bambara B A M B A R A? Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm. I just. I want to note that because if they're anything like the Walkman, I'm on fucking board. They're not. <laughs> they're not. They're. They're more like. Um, it's almost like if the Walkman was playing the birthday party or something like that. It's more of like a goth band. Like That's so cool, though. Band. I yeah. mean, if, if you can, if you can call it as a reference, either way, like if you can say that there's something that's that reminds you in 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 ways of it, like that's interesting to me. 
<laughs> it's how they use their guitars and drums and how they set up their, their rhythmic structures to create, like, a room out of their guitars and drums, okay. you know? Uh, that, and and the, the, the tone of... I think tone for indie bands became something over the past, like, 10, 15 years. Guitar tone. Where... Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying that pavement didn't worry about it. But pavement and like those type of like '90s indie bands, I kind of felt like we're 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 kind of more like, well, f- I mean, fuck it, we got a guitar and something to record on, just record it and fucking right. do that. And now we've gotten to the point where these people have listened to those albums and been like, well, I know that if I record this on a Tassicam four track, I'm gonna get that tape hiss, and I know I'm gonna get a certain like high mid quality to the sound, and if I run that into a fucking tube, a Fender tube from 1972, you know, and that's how we mm-hmm. start getting these, like, really interesting bands, these these bands that do these guitar sounds where you're like, I don't quite know how to put my finger on, on, that, on that guitar sound. They don't just have an Ibanez metal pedal that they're right. crunching on <laughs> like it's 2002, you know? Yeah. Oh, what's your sound? Oh, setting three. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bro, I got this seven-string Ibanez with these fucking. I got. They gave me a couple pedals that come with it, and I got a Line Six that is fucking huge. Bro. Dude, it's got two twenty-fours. I I like that this band doesn't have any standout members. There's no one like. I know the names of the band of of the lead singer just because I, that's the name that sticks out. It's so. It's such a bizarre name. Like Hamilton is a bizarre ass name to have for your first name, and his last name is Goofy. Like that's the only reason I know his name. But for the most part, like this is a unit band that doesn't feel like there's some fucking lead guy that's like cock rocking around. There's no instrumentalist that's not super skilled at what they're doing and aware of what sound they're trying to like create within the the landscape of the music. It's a very tight band and I like that it's not an egomania machine that it's just like that there's only one album out of their entire discography that I'm not a big fan of and it's the Is last it one. Yes. And it's the it's last boring. one, but like I still think that they peak. They go. They they never stop getting better at what the fuck they're doing, and that to me is an impressive run. Like five albums. Like heaven. Even if you if as a fan, as a fan of the band, I understand the the change and the progression. And they if, retire after that album, and it sounds like a dad retiring. Like all right, I have kids now, and it's over. Right. Like we did our run, and we're in our mid thirties now, or some shit. If you but, get to Lisbon. And and like heaven is the ne- the last stop. Like there's no reason not to go and listen to heaven. If you've listened to everything else, there's no reason to leave that off the list. Absolutely not. And I mean, like you know, out of albums, if if giving it a scale, it's a three. Some of these other albums are fours and fives. Lisbon's fucking amazing. But like into you and me into Lisbon, like I think Lisbon is arguably whether it's my favorite or not their strongest effort. I don't. Like I don't know which one I like better. Actually, you and me or Lisbon, they sit real head and head with. They're just like competing for nothing. They're just running mates. They're on a jog. <laughs> yeah, like, me and you. Here we go. Hey, side by up, side. Man? Well, I feel like I feel like you and me is the darker counterpart to Lisbon. Like Lisbon is like actually being in the places that they were nostalgic for and sad for and also experiencing them whereas you and me is like remembering what it used to be like and like there is like a darker sadder feel to you and me and Lisbon feels brighter sharper it feels dancier almost like there's no dance music in the Walkman but I just mean like 
it's like there's beachier vibes like there's a lot of like hopping guitar lines like the fucking guitar work on Lisbon is the shit like normally I'm like the keyboards have a draw my attention in this band but Lisbon is like they're like they have really great guitar lines and they're like simple and interesting and catchy and they like they like set the fucking vibe I, 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 I see someone like sitting out on a beach in the middle of nowhere and it's starting to get dark or some shit like listening to Lisbon like that's the, that's how that vibe I got from that album which is weird because Lisbon is Portugal and Portugal's nothing like that but whatever can I just <clears throat> real quick uh, throughout this entire band uh, I don't like that I bring this up and I brought it up with another band that robert liked uh some indie rock shit i don't remember but um kind of it kind of reminds me of vampire weekend with depression <laughs> like certain aspects of it you know but usually they're more fun songs to me are yeah. like oh this sounds like a depressing vampire weekend song <laughs> but i feel like vampire weekend was influenced by these guys you know yes like yeah, vampire absolutely. vamp weeks i think their first album dropped in 2010 that's the only album i could stand by them Oh, the first one, the one yeah. with the Oxford comma on it. Yeah, and I, that one's even then. I got there's like, I I could I could talk for a while about that album and why I like that, even though I don't. Even though there's like parts of that band that just kind of bug me. Rostam, the dude, the dude behind the like electronics of that band is tight, and I think that he does a lot of interesting work over the next two albums as well. Uh, the fourth album, they've released four albums, and that's the, some okay no, stuff. Number four is like. What like number four was off off the deep end for me, but I thought two and three I never were heard damn good. Two and three yeah. had some stuff that was like meh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I I, I, I thought I feel- that first album was really really interesting from an aspect of like, wow, that is some like middle upper class Caucasian culture right there that I have never <laughs> seen displayed yeah. in a yeah. modern album in such a way since like <clears throat> like Huey Lewis and the News made four, you know. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's out there. It's a part of a, a whole part of like American culture that I just I am so foreign to that I, I find mean, that that album kind of amazing. Getting getting called onto um, the Colbert Report or whatever, and getting called out for saying who who the fuck who gives the fu- a fuck about an Oxford comma, and then having a discussion about it on live television puts you in a different class than many other bands. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Like, this is where an Oxford comma belongs, and we know you know that, and that's why it's important. Like, that was a weird conversation. Like, I saw that moment, and I was like, this is sort of surreal that they're talking about that. I mean, clearly you have to, right? You could. You don't have to, absolutely. No, no, you but don't like, have to at all, yeah, because it's literally to, like, they, like they were like, you have a, a song on this album about this, so now let's let's reenact the song, but with a, with a conversation. Right. That's right. what that is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because, I mean, it, it's not... It's not like they're it's just like a stupid thing that they put in there. Like that's like that's like part of the I don't we're not trying to we're not trying to talk about Vampire Weekend's I, first. I mean but the, they shit the, the, the like I feel like the I feel like Vampire Weekend and why some uh critics panned them was like they lean more into world music and I feel like uh, the Walkman's <laughs> much more American in like in stylistic. Like the Vampire Weekend gets compared to like Paul Simon's uh, Graceland album I, or some shit. I you thought know? the Vampire Weekend was so obnoxious when it first came out, and everybody was like, "You're gonna love this." It's like kind of punky, kind of indie, kind of world rocky. <laughs> like, all right, all right, guess. They got also- they, uh, people got mad at Vampire Weekend for that, and then like like Rostam is like he's like. 
I don't know, maybe his roots are, like, Middle Eastern, and he's, like, gay, and then they're, like, why are you saying we're all white people? Like, we're sort of, like, yeah, one of the dudes is pretty white, and, like, the, a couple of the dudes, whatever, but, like, it's not like we're just appropriating, but, like, it was a big, like, appropriation conversation during that it's period, a, it, if I recall. Yeah, no, no, that was definitely a thing where everybody, oh. They were mad. Well, people were mad at Paul Simon, too, and it's, like, how come we, like, just let the guy it's, use a fucking hand drum, man. It's just <laughs> Elton's a classic, dude, and he hired those dope-ass uh, singers that are just fucking cool that Michael Jackson also hired. Like, they're badass as fuck, man. La- Lady Smith, Black Mombaza? Mm-hmm. Way better what? than Paul Simon. That album is a classic, though. It, whether you like it or not, that shit is, like, an Graceland? icon of the era. Yeah, Graceland's dude. whatever. Graceland's whatever. Graceland is fucking hella overhyped. It's got, like, two okay songs on it. He's got um, diamonds on the soles of his shoes, brother. <laughs> yeah, that 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 song, which is also like, if you th- try and think about it a little bit, you start putting two and two together. Eh, I can see some people getting a little upset about a song that brings in African music and is literally talking about blood <laughs> having diamonds. blood diamonds. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. That song fucking rules, though. That song it does. brings it. Yeah, it does. I I honestly I think that Graceland is the sign of the uh, beginning of the end of Paul Simon's musical career, and as far as like stuff that I think is uh, worth listening to. Personally, That's fair. not that you sh- anybody gives a shit. What I but for me, I, I I'd much rather listen to like there goes Ryman Simon, or you know, or Simon and Garfunkel in general, but. Man, I'd, uh, I'd actually really love to go through Paul Simon's career because I don't know him super well. But oh, Paul Simon's great, great stuff, great stuff. The Walkmen are an incredible band, and I really am like happy that as a band that it falls into the like independent record label, which has a like an air of snobbery to it and like pretension that they are still able to sort of create. Um, novel, whimsical, lyrical moments that aren't super specifically, like... I mean, yes, they're a New York band, so that that already comes with a glow of fucking uh, shit-eating grin, but... I think that there's they have a way of sort of making a space that's more encompassing and inclusive, even if, like, they're still a pretentious New York City band, which I think is impressive as hell, well, considering, like, a band like The Strokes, like, loses you somewhere along the line, you know? Like when, there's a like they're too cool for 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 everybody else or some shit. There's there's two things that happen for me when you say like New York City band. And one thing for me is, oh yeah, fucking great. Any band can be a fucking New York City band. You can play a fucking show every fucking night in New York City. You can have five bands and just play show after show after show. Well, maybe not during pandemic, but there's venues all the fuck over the place. Yeah. Spit and you're gonna land on a musician in a venue. But then that's also saying that you managed to make a name for yourself in that type of environment, uh-huh. which means that, that you've probably risen to the top to some degree and, and, and that you're, you're, you're separating the cream <clears throat> from the fucking the rest of it, you know? Um, yeah. So that, that is, for a New York band, I, I think that these guys are... Um, yes, they have a sound that's kind of that fits that, but they they don't remind me of it so consistently that I'm like, all right, just chill the fuck out. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't want to hear about New York anymore. 
Like, like what's the guy, uh, uh, Adam Green? Like, when I listen to Adam Green from uh, Moldy Peaches, mm. and it's just like, this literally, like, I like it. I Don't get me wrong, I like it. But it's just like, this sounds like New York City. And then, like, every single song sounds to me like you're being like, but by the way, I'm from New York City. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, dude, or, like, Jeffrey Lewis or some shit. Right. Like super fucking hipster. Yeah, yeah. Shilpa but, Ray I mean, doesn't totally get there for me, but, like, Shilpa Ray does also kind of hit some of that. I don't think, I don't know if she's a New Yorker or not, but, like, some of her music, for some reason, it's like, God, you just, you just stop singing about the city so fucking much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's like. Every single artist from New York City is like, you know Woody Allen? Like, shut up. Um, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Yeah, we've seen Manhattan, okay? We're listening to your music, you fucking bastard. Um, yeah, I really love those shots, and bagel shops are cool. Uh, but I still think that the Walkman do a lot of beach shit in their music, too. And, like, they, they're, like, throw to lounge. Like, I mean, I'm, it's not like Tom Waits, per se, but, like, they call back certain bands and reference things. And, like, you, even if you don't know their references, you can still, like, feel sort of a sonic kinship with, like, really talented musicians. And I love all of that about this band. And, like, and like Lisbon, of all the albums, just is a stand... I mean, standout for me only because... Like, it has, like, f- six tracks that are the kind of, like, fast-paced, interesting uh, build tracks that I really love on it that are just, like, if, I, if I'm if i thinking of a Walkman song right now, like, Woe Is Me pops up or um, Juveniles pops up, like, immediately in my head. Like, I'm still thinking about some of the, like, some of the earlier albums, I wouldn't be able to tell you the name of the song. So, I mean, Lisbon is maybe, like, my standout for, like, dads that rock and rocks well, that dad. I, I think the last three albums become more and more as they go on adult sounding mm-hmm. um which isn't a bad thing i have a real question though because yeah. i'm looking at heaven right now the yeah. track listing of heaven on spotify and uh at the end here it says you might also like this is the shins it's a shins playlist and <laughs> this is the national uh why is it suggesting i listen to the shins after po- this like, cause they're like glossy Portland indie rock, and I, they're not even indie rock. What I don't know how their list like twee indie. I don't know. That's weird. If you were like listening that. to Bell and Sebastian, I could see them suggesting the Shins. The National makes sense because the National's like cool hipster uh, New York band. I still and, like, don't think that the the, the National I guess shares some sonic qualities with their instrumentation and their rhythms and have you listened tempo. to the earlier earlier national albums that's where i would say that i would point you to like cherry tree and shit like the really early stuff has more pace and feels more punk like it feels like oh. new, like like interpol came out and was like oh we're so fucking cool and like around the same period but maybe a little later and like the national is even a little bit before that and like their early stuff really is i think you but could say has a kinship with the Walkman styles. He still kinship. sings like that, though, right? Never stops singing like that. Just that always sucks. sings like that. Yeah. God, that's awful. He might shout a little more. He might be more like he might be more like any Walkman album prime, where there's like you know that sort of like growling, shouting, like he gets really high and excitable, as opposed to just sort of like the plodding, smoky whisper that he does for uh, the later albums. Huh. Uh huh. <laughs> I can yeah, see I you over there stewing on just thinking that through, like fucking them. I don't like. I don't. I don't fucking like the national at all. Not one <laughs> bit. Not one bit. I don't like. I don't. 
I don't like their albums. I don't like them hanging out with Taylor Swift. <laughs> I don't like I don't like the albums they made with Taylor Swift. Oh, two albums like, in a row. I, know. I don't like their name. I don't like the name. The National. What? <laughs> what? What are you a sports team? From yeah, Washington? you guys. You, you, we stay in one country. Fucking. I I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't like it. It's not the Walkman. I want to listen to the Walkman and not the Shins or the National. I don't want to listen to either of those fucking bands. If if you get suggested to listen to those bands after listening to the Walkman, and and you think, cool, I do need something else that sounds. Don't listen to those bands. It's not going to make you happy. That's not it. I would say that That's you might enjoy the National after you listen to the Walkman. Also, if you're on the Walkman and you're listening to the Walkman, you're probably already listening to both of those bands or have listened to those bands. So, I mean, in the real, like... Oh, sure, could, sure, sure. It would Unless make more sense to, to recommend fucking Built to Spill or the, or Pavement before fucking The Shins. That's the, this, the Shins comes after, like, Bell and Sebastian. That's when you suggest The Shins. Like, what the uh, fuck? So, if I go to the actual Walkman page, the fans also like... Uh, Wolf Parade, which I can see that. Yeah, absolutely. Degree. Yeah, uh, tapes and tapes. Yeah, yeah. Destroyer, French Kicks. Yeah, Broken Social Scene. All right. Anyway, uh, I mean those, that's starting the, to get off the rails too. It is. It, Granddaddy was in there too, which like I guess as like Spotify. Yeah, does Granddad. No, Granddaddy. Yeah, Granddaddy. Come on. Spotify like, does that thing stuff. though, where where they're like. You guys had a similar idea for what your music is going to sound like and how you were going to go about making it, so we're going to put you in there. And then you yeah. listen to it, and you're like, that's a similar idea. I mean, I think I think Granddaddy's actually a pretty good call, because that dude is a pretty cool keyboard dude, and, like, the keys are a big part of this band. Like, it, like the keys in this band are so understated, bizarrely behind the scenes doing so much goddamn work. Like, I feel like the keys are doing a ton of work in this band, yes. and, like, you can not notice that they're fucking there. Which is hilariously odd to me, you know. It's just like, what? Why? It? Why is this band a, a keyboard band that like is playing in a lounge? And I think it's a guitar band. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's cool though. Yeah, I'll even say that it's not worse than Three Eleven. No, well, of course not. This it sucks when the band's good because like you can only jock them for so long. Like, I I even think there's a chance that. There may be an Amber album in here, and I just uh, can't decide. Which they're all so laid back, even when even when they're excited and like in your face and like, "Hey, this is a rock song and it's fast." It's still just like you guys are chill. Mm -hmm. You're chilling the fuck out. You're laid back. I like that. You're all right. I don't. I think maybe one of these uh, these albums is Amber, but uh, I don't know. It's at least come original. I think the band is Amber. That's what I'm going to say. I think that in, in a career of six records, that there's only one to me that, and and it's still knowing the band fits their career, is an album that I'm just like, don't revisit. But I do revisit. I revisit three to four of these albums easily in a year or two. I will I will put on You and Me just because I like it. I will put on Lisbon. I will put on Bows and Arrows. Right now, now that I, not, when you pointed out that you liked a hundred miles off, I realized I hadn't given it enough chance, and I went back and listened to that, and I was like, dude, this album is proper, and I would put that on. Like, I'm gonna listen to it later, I think. It's it's their Wowie Zowie. 
since I brought up Pavement earlier and, mm. and Wowie Zowie was like the only Pavement album that I sort of liked. I don't like Pavement at all, but it's definitely their Wowie Zowie. The one where you're like, whoa, these guys are trying something different. Yeah. Just a little bit. Just stepping out of their com- comfortable zone a little bit. Maybe smoking a little too much pot before going to the studio. Some reefers. <laughs> Some reefers. <laughs> you know, a couple marijuanas. <laughs> You kids know where an old man could get some reefers? Just need some marijuanas to smoke. Oh, man. Can I get two um, marijuanas? Y'all got any of them medical dispensaries around here? I got a card. So I, when when I was in college, when I started listening to these guys, is a completely unrelated reefers comment, but I, 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 was, I was writing music reviews for a... A website, a British website that a friend of mine worked for for like I don't know, maybe six months. I did some reviews, and one of the bands I got to review was the fucking Walkman, and like, like they were hanging out on the porch. Like it was a small venue. I think it was the Magic Stick, like the one above the bowling alley in oh, Detroit. The Magic Stick's cool. It's cool as fuck. And of course, the Walkman were playing there. And it's not a giant venue, and I was just like hanging out, smoking cigarettes and drinking beers in between sets, and like the whole band just like came out to like drink and smoke cigarettes. And I was like, oh my god, these guys are fucking legendary, just like sitting across from me. But because I'm Midwestern and terrified of just about anything, I was like, well, I'm not gonna say anything. I think I maybe bummed a lighter from one of them, but like, dude, they're so cool. I couldn't even get near them, dude. Just <laughs> <laughs> too cool for Roberts, dude. Too cool for schools. Aw. I mean, you know, good on you. Leave the fucking band alone. You know, maybe give yeah. them like a, a, a good set. Like walk away. You know. I mean, that's Otherwise. absolutely what I would have done. I mean, and like I said, I think I bummed a cigarette, a lighter from them because I was like, oh, my lighter's whatever. Then unless, it- unless they're like sitting at the merch booth. <laughs> Leave the band the fuck alone. Yeah, it's they're taking a break before before or after their set. Like they've been traveling I, every day, you know. I I had a um, Michael, I think it's Gira, Gyra, whatever, Jira, from the Swans. At the end of a oh. show, was sit, was sitting down at the merch booth, and uh, that that's a New Yorker. That he he I saw him over there, and I, like that's like a like. Love, I love, 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 love the Swans. And I saw him was like, I could go talk to that guy right now. I'm like, I like stared at him for a minute, you know, and then was just like shitting my pants. Just like, but that guy's <laughs> terrifying. That guy is. And then he looked at me and he like pointed and I was wearing a, a rudimentary peenie shirt at the time. And he pointed, I'm sure he was pointing at the shirt. And then he like kind of like did like a hat tip type of like a, like a sick, like a hay thing. And I like, Waved and then immediately just turned around and fucking left. <laughs> like, uh uh-uh, uh, uh uh. You're oh my God. I, it's scary. Don't want to talk to you. I love you. Bye. <laughs> we should do the Swans, man. I've, I've always wanted to listen to their whole discography. I have not. I've, oh, I've yeah? listened to some what, of um, it. What are we doing next week? We're we at don't the have anything. Are we doing? I, don't think any, I don't think we picked anything was, for the next round. Perry, do you want to pick or should I? <laughs> Uh, it doesn't matter. I don't have everything off the top of my head right now. We're doing swans. Hell yeah. How about that? Next week we're doing swans. Or two week weeks after, from now. Because yeah. we're on a, a new thing. So, two weeks from now. Swans. Yes. Dope. That's what's up. They've been around since the 80s, right? Hell yeah. <clears throat> they have like a yeah. long career. Also that they yeah. showed back, I feel like they like sort of reinvented There's... themselves and like showed up in the hipster. Like they were already like cool hipster shit. 
But like they well, showed there's... up later on with some new albums and were like, "Fuck you guys, we rock so hard." They, they broke up and then continued as a different band with like a slightly different lineup. Mm. And then they came back with a sound that was more like the other band mixed with the Swans. If that makes sense. So it's it's like he broke the band up formed a different band and then was like you know what you guys are the swans or just swan you're swans now okay so swans here we are and then they were like okay what are we gonna do and he was like you're gonna play this note 500 <laughs> times and then on the 500th time we're gonna switch to playing this note and then they were like okay i'm bringing my slide guitar and he was like i wanted that <laughs> <laughs> you just did what i wanted sucker I told you to do that. Maybe I won't punch or rape I, anybody this tour. I control tour. you. <laughs> oh no, does is he like that? Uh, the rape thing, there was an allegation that was dropped um, that was kind of, it's it's weird or whatever, but in the 80s, yeah, he would beat the shit out of people. <laughs> like mid-performance, just jump off and start punching. That's, oh. that's he's oh, scary. No. He's scary. Oh, no. Okay, well, this will be like a more fun Al Jorgensen. <laughs> uh, you're, nobody's going to want to listen to this. Nobody's, nobody that you're going to fucking associate with on a regular basis is going to want to listen to this. Yeah, this is going to be my headphones. I know that. I already know. I mean, I, I was introduced to them when they got back together in 2010 with the guiding rope and light up to heaven or whatever, the fucking long-ass goofy name of that yeah, first yeah, record. Yeah. They came back, and I was like, what is this shit? And then found out they were banned forever, and I was like, oh, dang. Well, there's a lot of records. They've got a lot of records, so. they got a lot of records, and they've got, but they've got a lot of, um, because it was like 80s underground stuff, they've got a lot of shit where they put out, here's two songs on a 7-inch. Here's another two songs on a 10-inch. Here's a compilation of all the songs we put out on 7-inches and 10-inches. Here's another compilation that some of those songs with some of these other songs, you know, you get you get into some weird like the late late 80s stuff is kind of weird. I think they only put out like two, three real full albums and the rest was all like song here and there or an EP. Okay. So it, lo- it looks like they were pr- pretty prolific in the 80s, though. Greed, yeah. Holy Money, Children of God, all within like one year of each other. Yeah, well, that's because they're all like, you know, short, shorter kind of, kind of, that's kind cool. of, not, not really though, not, I don't know. Well, it's a thing. All right, the Walkman. So tune in, uh, Walkman. Not worse than, not worse than, uh, nope. not worse than three eleven. Not at all. The merchandise. The merchandise might be worse. Our merchandise might be worse than three eleven. The website, eh, it's not worse than three eleven. Twitter merchandise probably... not worse than three eleven. Sorry, no, it's not, man. way greater. Twitter, Twitter is uh, Twitter. Uh, Spotify is worse than three eleven, but our show is not worse than three eleven. It's not. Is it? Is it worse than three eleven? Is the show, but it's not worse than three eleven <laughs> according to me. Because it's and my show, me. and I and yeah, and I would hope you guys would think it's not worse than three eleven. Perry looks like he's uncer- uncertain. That's fine. I don't know, no, I don't know fine. man. This that's... is tough. <laughs> One of us uh, has to be on the fence about it, I guess. Three eleven successful. We, we can like Does... half the time 
we can't even record this thing without having like at least something go wrong with the recording. So I ate fish sticks during the show, and I have I have maybe COVID. So <laughs> I don't know. I hope I don't, but. I didn't Probably even make not. a fucking notes. I didn't make any notes at all. I just showed up. I went and got some coffee and my my CBD. day trip. CBD infused sparkling water by California Beverages. Yum, yum, yum. When you have a headache, but you also want some sparkling water that is cherry flavored and has <laughs> CBD with marijuana. Marijuana is yours now. You were saying this earlier during your uh, during the conversation that wasn't an advertisement. Oh and fuck! That, it wasn't recorded, and it was uh, stuff. it was just that like, what are you? The notes for this band are this band's good. Like that's what I just would have kept writing down. Like oh, this is good. I like this. <laughs> this is oh, good. This is nice. You know, like I can come up with some some words, and I did. But like I'm just like this. Yeah, that's good. This that's good. Yeah, that's good. This is all right, but you're old now, and you you're guys, allowed to release that record. So you guys whatever. ever put out? You guys ever put out like a like an album, and like a song comes on, and you're like, "Oh, this is okay. This is tolerable." And then like it goes on for a little bit longer, and you're like, "Yeah, no, this is good. This is okay." And then the next song comes on, and you're like, "Yeah, this is good too. I'm just gonna let this play." That's this band. All the way through. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I, I don't think you're ever gonna really get up off your seat and be like, "Put that back on." Go back, go back, go back. Play that again. Play that again. That was exciting. I got to hear that. You know, it's not like it's not like the first time you heard Run the Jewels 2 or something. But uh, Yeah, it doesn't have that hype. <laughs> but still. The Walkman is the best rap band other than Run the Jewels. <laughs> and Bob Dylan. Okay, and Bob you can't Dylan, forget about Dylan, dude. Bob Dylan, the best rapper. MC Bob Dylan. Ever to not be worse than 311. Thanks for tuning into our show. That's good. So when it's good, a good episode, and we like the band, we like it's an hour and ten minutes. When it's a shitty band, we destroy them for like two and a half hours. <laughs> uh, next, not not next Sunday. Next Sunday, tune in for our uh, two week reviews or two week roundup. That's what we're doing. Two week roundups. So that's it. Now that's a new thing. That's what's going to be for. We're not doing it like we're not recording them, but like you, the listener. One of our five listeners, if you listen next week, there's not going to be a midweek. It's just going to be a, a, a new, every two weeks, there's going to be a roundup. And then we're going to do the full episodes every two weeks also. So it's like like Sunday. One Sunday will be this episode, and the next Sunday will, will be, be a roundup. We'll talk about some new albums, and we'll talk about some singles that, that are old. Maybe we'll talk about a new single. I don't know. We don't care. Maybe we'll throw that in there. Maybe we won't. And then the next Sunday, from the, from this, from when you're listening right now, you're listening on a Sunday, and it's probably the second week or third week of January. So if you listen on on next Sunday, not don't like listen next, but then the Sunday after, it's going to be Swans. You see. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's that that's probably in February. It's probably like the first first show of February or something. And I'm going to learn how to use Twitter in the next couple of months. So hopefully by the time this episode airs, I know how to use Twitter. Maybe, maybe all three of us will have Twitter accounts that are linked already, and associated with is it worse than 311? Already working on that. So so so, so then you can communicate tweeting. with all of us. So I can start tweeting some yeah. shit. 
And I promise I'll look because I know how to use Twitter. Oh, that's, that's I don't know how to use it. I'm just gonna start tweeting shit into the void. I'm just hey, I'm you, gonna just tweet like you're worse than three eleven, and then post post stuff Jan Stevens memes. <laughs> yeah, he's perfect. Hey, Super Cam shit Stevens, all over me for it. Dads, that's- and then jingle bell songs. Christmas songs from uh, one of his 12 Christmas albums. <laughs> oh, fuck you. Fuck this. I'm fuck, fuck you uh, and fuck this. Fuck 311. Fuck this yeah. podcast. Fuck yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Shut yeah. up. Shut up. You all shut the fuck up. Go the fuck <laughs> away. Tune in next Sunday and the Sunday after that when I have to tell you to fuck off. Sometimes I feel like Ricky from Trailer Park Boys. If I can't, if I can't swear and smoke, then we're fucked. Oh man. Okay. Well, bye. Fuck you. Shut up. Shut the fuck up.